Welcome to the e-commerce lab by EcomC. This is the place for everything related to Amazon private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello guys, welcome to a new episode of Questions and Answers. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, I'm the CEO of Ecomsi. And today we're gonna to be covering a series of questions we've been receiving over the past week. And of course, we're also gonna be answering as we do always <clears throat> our live questions as we receive them from our audience, okay? <clears throat> Just to remind you all, these sessions are gonna be running on a weekly basis on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. UK time. And on Thursdays, the same session is gonna be on Spanish at 4 p.m. as well, okay? So remember that we just launched uh, our podcast uh, episodes on multiple uh, platforms, such as, for example, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find us by looking for the e-commerce lab. Uh, you should be finding the podcast in there. And if, of course, you also want to see our episodes on YouTube, we're also going to be posting all our uh, questions and answer sessions in there. Together with also all the episodes we're going to be running with our guests and personal trainings. Okay, great. So <clears throat> let's start with today's session. Uh, I'm going to uh, start by running out some of the questions we got here, and then we move one by one uh, as we also get some live questions. Okay, great. Let me open our first question of the day. Great. So our first question for today's session is around uh, the A plus content. Does the keywords on your A plus content indexes? Um, so um, for the people that might not know what is the A plus content, so the A plus content is the option that you have as a brand to have an extra section in your product listing that usually is a, a, under the bullet points. And it's, it's, sim, it's similar, that, uh, similar to the normal pro description, but with the A plus content, Amazon is gonna allow you to add a custom content. So for example, images, a, some a different layouts, and it's usually very useful to present a brand history and it helps a lot with conversion. So whenever you can have an A plus content, we usually always advise it. So to get it, I activated the A plus content, um, you need to have a brand register. And to have brand register, what you need to do is register your brand uh, with Amazon. So the way you go about about this is that you, you, you use your trademark number, uh, you raise a brand register case and you register your brand. And usually within a few weeks, you get the brand register. Um, activating on your account and that's where you can uh, also proceed to add an a plus content so uh, when it comes to indexation for a plus content um yes we have found that actually adding a, a, a strategic keywords in here it helps a lot with indexation in fact we always advise to put the keywords um, um for example not just the 
the, the part where you can add text, but also the images themselves. So I'm pretty sure you have seen that um, the images uh, for the people that have uh, had the option to do A plus content, Amazon is gonna give you the option to add keywords um, in the back end for each of these uh, images, uh, basically as, as meta data information. So in here, we also advise that you put strategic keywords because this keyword that you put attached with each single image, you upload to your A plus content, it helps with indexation as well. Um, and also, of course, the, the writing that you put in the actual A plus content as a whole. So yeah, good question. Everything that you put in the A plus content indexes and make sure you put keywords that, of course, are relevant to your product. You don't want to waste that real estate by putting information that might not be fully relevant um, for the indexation purposes of your product listing, okay? Good, let's jump into our next uh, question. Um, okay, so this next question say I use a negative keywords on my PPC. However, some people don't recommend it. What do you think? Yes, so um, actually I discussed this in on some episode with Gabriel. Uh, check it out on, on our YouTube um, our podcast channels. In here, we were actually talking about the negative keywords uh, utilization. So it's actually very funny because it's, it's been um, a topic that a, a lot of people have the, uh, mixed feelings around how to use um, the negative keywords. So usually what we recommend is that um, negative keywords are only used in the scenario where you really uh, are encountering in your in your performance PPC reports a keyword that keeps coming up. So if a keyword keeps coming up, for example, a competitor brand or, or a keyword that doesn't relate to your product, then negating a keyword is efficient. However, if you use negative keywords to optimize all your campaign as a whole, usually we don't find it very useful. And the reason for that is very simple because let's say you have a let's say an, an automatic campaign, right? And you start finding keywords that are highly relevant to your product, uh, but for, so, um, for some reason that keyword doesn't perform yet. So what we do on these instances is we at least try to get between 30 and 20 clicks, sorry, between 20 and 30 clicks and see how it performs. And if for some reason it doesn't perform, then in the case of an automatic campaign, yes, you will have to negate it. But for example, on exact campaign, if the same thing happened that you get 20, 30 clicks, but it doesn't perform, it doesn't mean that you should be negating that keyword straight away. Instead, what we do is we start lowering the bids. The reason why we don't negate it is because that keyword might perform for you in the long term. So you don't want to give the signal to Amazon that that keyword is not really relevant for your product because it might be that right now it's not working, which usually is due to things such as you don't have enough reviews or your price is not yet there or things like that. So it's always good that if the keyword is, is highly relevant to your product that you don't negate it. Instead, use bits management. Um, when it comes to bids, yes, usually is is implementing, of course, common sense. If a keyword is performing well, usually we proceed to increase the bids. If for some reason the keyword is not performing well, then what we do is we start lowering the bids uh, to a point that impressions and clicks might uh, significantly decrease. But still, 
we are not um, spending a lot of budget, which is usually the, the reason why people will decide to uh, negate a queue. So in conclusion, it really depends on, um, on the type of keywords you get on your search uh, uh, reports. So if the keyword is highly irrelevant or brands that don't relate to you or, or, or terms that really don't describe your product, then negating a keyword makes sense. However, if the keyword makes total sense and is highly relevant, we really advise you to use bids, bid management. So lower bids or increase bids based on performance. Okay, good question. Great. Um, let's see which other question we got in here. Good. Uh, can you have an FBA listing variation to get with an FBA listing? Yes. So actually, this is a solution. Um, a lot of people is been implementing specifically, especially last year, when we were encountering a lot of issues with a supply chain and shipping, and basically people having issues to, to keep their inventory stock. A lot of people, what they did is they had an FBA offering, and then they also have an FBM offering. So for, for the people that might not know, F, FBM means fulfilled by merchant and FBA fulfilled by Amazon. So basically what they were doing is you can create a not, an extra condition on your existing FBA listing and make it a FBA option. So this basically what is gonna allow you is that if your FBA inventory goes out of stock, your product is not gonna fully disappear from the search. And also you're gonna keep a, the option a, for your listing to generate sales. So this is key because of course going out of stock is very a, damaging for your positioning. So you want to avoid that at all costs. So having an FBA option is going to allow you to basically, if the FBA inventory got out of stock, you could have, let's say, inventory on a third-party warehouse. And, and as the inventory basically runs out of stock, you could then use um, the inventory from this warehouse to keep fulfilling your ASS and avoid going out of stock, which is damaging for your organic ranking. So yeah. I would advise you to whenever you can have a extra warehouse outside of Amazon or even in your own house or your garage, if you have the space, always have an extra maybe 50 units or so. So in case you go out of stock, you have a buffer there to avoid going out of stock. Okay, good question. Good, we have another question, let's see. So, which marketplaces I should start selling on? So um, the marketplaces you should start selling on are gonna be highly also dependent on the country you're based on because I always, whenever I, I get a client that they ask me this question, it's very important to first consider your home country to get started that looking into other countries as long as Amazon is present, because of course we need to be conscious that Amazon is not present on all the different marketplaces. So this is very important because um, let's say you're based on, on a country that Amazon is present, it's gonna be much easier for you to get started your Amazon business in your own country than jumping into another country. First of all, because of the language barrier, you're gonna be able to already understand things around, for example, the culture of that country, the language, the informal um, definition, some of the keywords, and that's key for listing optimization. The second thing is also paperwork. So if you are opening a business in your home country, 
it's going to be much more simple to find things such as, for example, proof of address, documentation, registering your LLC, and things like that. Um, so yes, it, I always say if you want to start selling, uh, always explore your marketplace. But that's also going to, of course, be dependent on the product that you want to sell. Because if for some reason you find a product or you already have a product in mind that the current marketplace you are based and you are living is not really a good marketplace to sell the product on. And for some reason you find, for example, that USA is better, then of course, exploring other marketplaces is a better idea. But it's always good to first um, to take that into consideration and 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 try to explore your home country before jumping to other ones, just to make the process easier for you uh, um, in all terms, okay? But yes, always consider, okay? Okay, let's see which question we got in here. Okay, what type of promotion do you recommend? So I'm not sure. Uh, what do you uh, refer to specifically with promotions? But I'm guessing is the typical coupons, lighting deals, uh, uh, prime deals, and things like that. So if that's the case, I, I think that right now the promotions that are working the best are the coupon discounts. And, 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 and that is because when you have a coupon discount on your listing, basically you're going to have a... Um, that a uh, ribbon, a green ribbon that is gonna say promotion, right? And it's gonna be very good for eye catching. So it's gonna help you a lot to get those extra clicks that sometimes is much more difficult to get if you don't have that. So if you can have a, a ribbon that say 20%, 30% off, 30% uh, off, that's gonna help you a lot. So uh, whenever we try to run promotions, we have seen that using a, a vouchers works much better than lighting deals. Uh, usually because we have found that the traffic we get from lighting deals and prime uh, days and things like that. Prime day, actually, yes, it works. I'm, I'm talking more about the lighting deals um, that we haven't seen the, the traffic really uh, be worth it what you need to pay to be shown on those pages, uh, uh, deal pages. So yes, try to use discount coupons and usually try to work with a coupon between 30 and 40%. And usually it's very good the type of conversions that we get using those type of coupons. And at the end of the day, that's also gonna be beneficial for you because the more sales you get, regardless if it's a coupon or not, we have seen a huge boost in organic positioning, which is also the, the end goal, of course, to generate more sales in the long term, okay? We got, yeah, we got another question in here. It says, is it better to list a product with variations or normal? So usually this is gonna highly be uh, dependent on, on the type of product and what is gonna be your strategy when entering a market, right? Because there is advantages and disadvantages to each uh, type of listing. So, for example, if you use a variation listing, let's say you have a you're selling a water bottle and you have red, blue, yellow, and different colors, what is going to happen is that if your product starts selling very well and you position your product on page one, 
the the color that is gonna show to your uh, potential customers is gonna be just the color that is the best seller, right? So let's say the blue one is the best color. That's the only color that is gonna show. Now that is a disadvantage because let's say that you also have the red, yellow, green, and other colors, and somebody types water bottom. And for some reason, the uh, blue color is the one appearing, but they're looking for a red one. You might lose that customer, right? And the thing is, when you have variation listings, you can have a, your listing being displayed on page one, just one. So just the bestseller variation is going to show, which is not the case if you have normal listing. Let's say you have these five colors, like blue, yellow, and so on, in different independent listing. You could end up, if all of them sell very well, in page one, which is huge because then you can have more real estate, you're gonna create more traffic and more sales overall. So it's really gonna depend on your strategy. Of course, having separated listing also have a big disadvantage, which has to do with reviews. The thing is when you have separate listings, um, what is gonna end up happening is that the reviews are not um, combined together, which is, which is the case with a variation. For example, with a variations, if you have, um, for example, a, a different colors and each of them have 50, 100, 60 reviews, all of them are gonna be combined on, on their global uh, counter. And this is great because that means it's gonna be much easier for you to accumulate a higher quantity of reviews, which uh, on the opposite side is not the case if you have normal independent listings because the counter is, is individual and therefore it's gonna be much more difficult for you to uh, basically allocate the same amount of, um, um, yes, the same amount of reviews. So that's why, each variation, each form form of listing a product has the advantage and disadvantages, which is something that you need to assess based on your margins, your costs, and your advertising strategy in the long term. Because advertising is also gonna play a big role here. Because of course, having a variation or normal listing is also gonna affect the way you create campaigns and you section your keyword targeting. Okay. Great questions. Um, okay, let's see which other question we got here. Go ahead. Should I have a, should I have review? A, I think, yeah, you should I have reviews when launching my first PPC campaigns. Uh, yes, actually, uh, I was having a, yesterday a meeting with one of my colleagues, which I'm going to keep a, a secret for now because the episode hasn't gone out yet. But you're gonna you're gonna know who I'm talking uh, about when the episode goes live, and she was uh, talking about how reviews are very important um, on the PPC launch strategies. Um, we always advise to have at least 10, 15 reviews, um, and the reality is that launching a PPC campaign without reviews it, it might still work, but for sure it's gonna take you much more work to generate the conversions that you want. And the reason is very simple is you need to understand that when somebody's shopping on Amazon, then they're gonna feel, it's gonna be very difficult to generate a conversion on a listing if for some reason you have zero reviews. Like people doesn't have the social proof around your product, right? So how are you expecting them to click and purchase a product? So that's why you're gonna see that your ACOS and your metrics, if you try to do campaigns without reviews, it's gonna be horrible for sure. 
So that's why if you have, a, for example, something such as Amazon Vine, we will advise you to do that straight away. So Amazon Vine, for those that might not know, is a program that Amazon released for a brand a owners in Amazon. And what it allows you to do is send a units to basically kind of reviewers that are part of Amazon system that their whole job is to get units for free and review them. So if the quality of the of the product is there and you think for sure that is going to be a good product for people to review, then use the Vine program. You can get up to 30 reviews and it's usually not expensive compared to the amount of reviews you get. And once you get those initial 10, 15 reviews, then for sure uh, we will go very aggressive with the PPC campaigns. The thing is we want to make sure first that the validation is there because at least we need some signaling for the audience that's going to come up to your listings to feel that confidence that your product might actually deliver what they're looking for, right? So that's why reviews plays a huge role. So yes, always try to accumulate a few reviews before launching the campaigns, okay? Great. Um, let's see which are question we got in here. I'm not indexing. What should I do? Okay. So indexation, yes, is it's a big issue. Um, and we have seen that as a big influencer towards things, um, specifically towards a PPC performance, because I'm pretty sure some of you watching this right now have experienced the issue that you launch your product, right? You launch your initial PPC campaigns, but regardless of what you do in terms of a, um, a, camp a campaign structuring, keywords, bits, or budget, you just don't get the traffic. You just don't get the clicks. Usually that's an indexation issue. So the way you go about uh, solving this issue is uh, we use a, a tool called Hilmetem. Uh, basically with this tool, what you can do is you can check the indexes, indexation for your product. And you may find that if you're having issues with PPC, most likely you're not indexing for the right keywords. So ways to fix that is very simple. Usually what we do is um, we try to work with affiliates or people that can promote our product outside of Amazon, of course, within TOS. And we try to bring people to Amazon and purchase it uh, in the initial, in the in the first few days of their product going live, because we want, of course, give the signaling that people is buying a product and is relating that product to the keywords we want to advertise. Once that happens, usually within the first a few days, usually in the indexation issue is is, is solved, and then of course the PPC issue is also usually is is resolved. Of course, taking into consideration that your listing is fully optimized, that you are covering the right keywords in the back end, and all the basics that we have covered before. Okay, so if all if you are checking all those boxes, I think you should be able to solve the. Um, indexation issue um, very easily. Okay. Great. Uh, how to translate listings to? I'm gonna put it. How to translate into our languages? So um, when it comes to translation, actually, yesterday a new episode I released with Omar from Margin Business is great for this question. Uh, this has to do with localization of listings um, and products based on the country you're based. So we see 
a lot of the time when uh, working with clients that what they do is basically um, they try to translate the listing just using service such as uh, Google translation or very simple uh, translations. And this is the worst thing that you can do because remember that Amazon is something that is data driven, right? So it's a big mistake to translate a listing and use keywords that, that you haven't uh, proven by data, right? That's why you have software such as Helium 10 that allows you to identify those keywords based on the marketplace. So whenever you go about locali localizing your listings, which is key, you need to first, of course, do the keyword research on that specific marketplace. Once you do that, it's very important you, that you do some kind of a research around your competition on that specific marketplace as well to understand what other other sellers are doing that marketplace in terms of keywords they might be using that you might not discover on your initial research also try to uh, understand for example culture implications that may affect your listing so for example you may find that that specific product has a specific type of usage on a specific and that specific country due to religion or due to, for example, the culture around that community. So it's very important that you consider all those points. And then once you have all that information, that's when you really start writing the listing because then you really understand the data. And from the data, you, it's gonna be much easier for you to understand how to proceed with the ACO optimization of the list, okay? But yes, never try to uh, do the optimization um, um, just by translating Google Translation, because first of all, the translation is very poor, and second, it's gonna it's not gonna provide you with the keywords and performance that you need. Okay. Great. Let's see if we have other questions. Yes, we have another one here. I'm showing to find influencers. What do you recommend? Yeah. So for influencers, um usually the the easiest way to find influencer and this is usually a tip we recommend to all the people ask us or clients of, of ours is that youtube is the best tool to find influencers so it's so it's just as simple as going to youtube and you put unboxing of water bottles or base water bottles in amazon or things like that but of course around your niche you're gonna find so many people on youtube that what they do for a living is affiliate marketing so they do these videos because the way they make money is by putting these links on, on the description. So you can easily reach out to them, give them e even a better deal. For example, we have clients that what they do is uh, they match what Amazon gives them in, in, in commission. So they say, okay, whatever Amazon gives you, I'm gonna match that. So imagine you reach out to one of these person, you say, whatever Amazon tells you, I'm gonna double that. That's already a big win for them because it's an extra revenue they didn't have. And the only thing they need to do is talk about your product, the benefits, and of course, maybe do some kind of a lifestyle a, a scenario where they're using the product. And we have found that those are usually the best of uh, influencers because uh, the reality is that when people watch a video and really can connect with a, with an, with a influencer that really connects with them in a personal level, in a video, visually, rather than just a quick video on Instagram, usually we have found that that creates deeper connection with the audience and the conversions are much more higher so very simple go to youtube um just type as i, as I mentioned um for example a uh, 
ves eh, eh, dog, eh, dog beds on Amazon, you reach out to these people, and most likely they, they have other videos in queue that they're going to review in products. You just send them the product, and that's going to be eh, most likely a good traffic for your listing because Amazon loves when you bring traffic from Google sources, which this is the case for YouTube, and that's going to help you significantly for your organic ranking, okay? So do that. And outside of YouTube, of course, there are other, other tools out there. Uh, many, like for Instagrams, you can use tools that are going to allow you to validate um, the quality of the audience if you want to go that route, or also TikTok. But usually those processes are more time consuming because um, usually it's it's much more difficult to really find a, a genuine audience in those platforms compared to YouTube because YouTube you can see straight away based on the comments, subscriptions, likes. It's usually much easier to also uh, get in contact with these micro influencers compared to Instagram and TikTok that they get bombarded every day with um, DMs. So, yeah, but there are definitely other options. I mean, there are also paid options that you pay them and they find influencers. So it's really depending as well on your budget and what you're really uh, looking to uh, to do with, with the brand in terms of uh, influencer marketing. Okay, great question. Good. Let me see if I have any more questions. Great, guys. I think that's everything for today. Um, thank you very much for everybody for providing these questions remember that any question that we get during our sessions or the ones you guys send us for email or the ones that our customers super get by chat we're usually going to cover them on, on these videos and feel free to also reach out to us if you're looking to receive your first consultation if you're not sure about selling on amazon or if you're struggling remember our first consultation is free and we're going to make sure we provide you with solutions and the support that you need um, yeah, the support that you need regarding your Amazon business is without any commitment for sure. And now remember to like and subscribe to to share this uh, on your social media if you like it. We're going to be releasing uh, two videos per week. Uh, uh, one is usually going to be with a guest. One is going to be myself just doing trainings around the Amazon uh, ecosystem. And then we're also going to have these two live sessions where, of course, you can ask questions uh, regarding Amazon um, in terms of um, how to solve specific issues, one in Spanish and one in English, okay? But guys, thank you very much for showing up. Have an amazing week and take care, okay? See you on the next one. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by Ecomc. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.